You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Next up on Destination Freedom. Whose heads are heads? Whose heads are heads? Whose heads are heads? The Rebels' first stop was Hutchinson's store, which they plundered for guns, ammunition, and liquor. Two white men, Bathurst and Gibbs, were there. The Rebels killed them and mounted their heads on the front steps. Released from their human state, the heads see with new eyes. It's the only sacrifice. Welcome to Destination Freedom Black Radio Days podcast, a copyrighted program of No Credits Production, LLC. Our producer director, Danielle Betts. Stono is an audio ritual exploring the 1739 slave rebellion. While typically depicted as suppressed insurrection, this piece asks, is there another story? To find answers, Stono calls on the voices of beyond human participants, including ancestors, rivers, mushrooms, guns, and the Black Virgin Mary. Combining music, text, and field recordings from the historical rebellion site, Stono offers a space to imagine a more expansive and surprising story about that fateful event. Next on Destination Freedom, like Radio Days, Stono. Oh, and make sure whatever you listen, that the volume is turned up. Thank you. 
wanted to tell the story of Stono, the place, the events, the participants. So I went looking for the people involved. Names like Jemmy and Cato, Arnold and Jamie, Hutchinson, the store owner, and Wallace, the tavern keeper. I looked for years, in books, on maps, the internet. I searched for them all, trying to gain some insight into what and why, wanting to grasp the reason I felt so drawn to their story. What was the story? I came to South Carolina, wondering what whispers might leap from the cracks between printed words, certain I would hear their voices if I could walk the same paths. This time I was met with cars, birds, mosquitoes, a train, young grasses and old rice fields, and mushrooms everywhere. Colors, shapes, and sizes exceeding the most detailed guidebooks. Mushrooms looking at me, singing to me, making old stories new and new stories old again. People may say that we died here today. A great and distinctive tragedy. But here on the ground, What are the stories of Stono? Time-worn tales of slavery, violence, rebellion, and escape cycled and recycled. But there's something else, the faintest hum of another world. And all we must do is listen. So I'm here, pointing a microphone at a mushroom while it sings. Particulars. On September 9, 1739, a group of enslaved Congolese men launched a rebellion outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Marching through the countryside, they pounded drums, waved white banners, and shouted liberty while murdering slaveholding families. As the day unfolded, the original 20 were joined by 50 or so more, making it the largest slave insurrection in British North America. Historians say their motives are unknown, even whether it was planned or an accident. One possibility is that the rebels were headed to St. Augustine, Florida, where Spanish colonial officers promised manumission as a way to undermine the British crown. But there were many plausible catalysts, multiple epidemics, new laws beefing up local policing, and a profusion of other slave conspiracies throughout the Americas. Too many reasons not to act. By sheer coincidence, while on their march, the rebels bumped into the Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina on his way back to Charleston. 
All parties escaped unscathed, but now word of the insurrection was out. Just before the Edisto River, the rebels stopped in a field to drink and drum. Overtaken by a white militia, many were caught, others fled, a few remained at large for months. Those apprehended were shot, hung, or beheaded. The heads were displayed on the road back to Charleston as a deterrent to future insurgents. In the months that followed, a new set of slave codes was written to better control the majority black population, forever altering the course of slavery in the U.S. Amidst a host of prohibitions, black people could no longer read, gather in groups, grow food, earn money, and possess or use drums. Whites were to be strictly punished for providing alcohol to slaves and were given greater leeway to torture and kill them as deemed necessary. The written record holds more absence than presence. For such a massive event, we know little of the people at the center, what drove them to start and ultimately to stop. And yet there were other witnesses, some still around to tell their versions. Who else had a stake in what happened? What were their goals? What might the land, the ancestors, the alcohol, the guns, and the water have to say about it? came together on a public work crew. As was custom, they were forced to labor on their time off to forge the infrastructure of the fledgling colony. They built a road or dredged a trench, despised work, but it made space to listen to the ground. Work all day in this land unknown. in Africa soil White man plays us a double trick Break your back to cut me to the quick What tips an insurrection from idea to action? Day in and day out, knee deep in the earth, sweat joining mud as they tear apart dirt and root. The work brought the men together to conspire. What did the land propose to them? White folks sick with yellow fever disease. Oh Oh, my soul. 
first stop was Hutchinson's store, which they plundered for guns, ammunition, and liquor. Two white men, Bathurst and Gibbs, were there. The rebels killed them and mounted their heads on the front steps. Released from their human state, the heads see with new eyes. It's the moment of beginning, the moment of return, when you see yourself in high relief. It's the choice to take action with conditions unclear Moving toward who you will be Heads will swing, heads will swing, heads will swing Heads will swing, heads will swing, heads will swing, heads will swing. Once you cross over you can never return its hinges thrown wide Slip on the blood as you enter to find All those before you have lied It's no small thing to take a line But sometimes it's the only Walking, well, Highway 17, Airbnb, this is pointed toward the head. What makes a good white man, how should you decide? When it's your choice who lives and who dies? How much does life cost as you broker for truth? When you're hunting for man, woman, child, heads will swing. Heads will swing, heads will swing. Heads will swing, heads will swing, heads will swing.
Better Ordering and Governing of Negroes and Other Slaves, May 1740, Provision 32. If any keeper of a tavern or punch house or retailer of strong liquors shall give, sell, utter, or deliver to any slave any beer, ale, cider, wine, rum, brandy, or other spirituous liquors, or strong liquor whatsoever, Every person so offending shall forfeit the sum of five pounds current money for the first offense, and for the second offense, ten pounds, and for want of such sufficient sureties to be committed to prison without bail or main prize for any term not exceeding three months. Every white man miles around has got his cider mill Even those that can't afford will buy their whiskey still When you see them stride through town as sure as sure can be Ask them where they find their power noted carefully Spirited liquors cures disease Magic Now who's been growing sugar? Us! Corn and wheat and rice? That's us! So don't you think it's only fair you collect your liquor spiritus? Yes! See, alcohols, we have this power to show you what you need. We open up the space between the cells and everything. When you're ready to receive direction or a purpose, you know where to find us, and we're always at your service. Spirit and liquor, soften the edge, magic elixir to this god of pledge. Spirit and liquor takes you inside, magic elixir.
For me, the story always comes back to why they stopped in that field. Drumming, dancing, drinking with so much ground still to cover. To rest? To give time for others to join? To do a war dance? To celebrate? Liberty! likely they were Catholic, and it's been suggested that they chose that day because it marked the Virgin Mary's nativity, the Black Congolese Virgin Mary, Mama Oshun, Mother of the Drum. River, I crouched in a clearing and watched her descend. God wants intention, it is the intention that God takes. Sunday, 4 p.m., a ragtag militia of a hundred white men descends upon the rebels' ceremony. <laughs> Many were mustered at church, where it was common, and soon to be law, to carry their firearms in case of black uprisings. Consecrated weapons. Hands will swing. Rebels fire back, rebels flee, rebels are killed. Some run back to their plantations, hoping their absence won't be noticed. Others' bodies are mutilated and displayed to affirm the supremacy of whiteness. By the end of the day, there are 40 black and 20 white people crossed over. A ranger report written a couple of weeks after the battle tells the story of a slave and master come face to face. While many of the rebels scattered as the militia arrived, the report states, 
One Negro fellow came up to his master. His master asked him if he wanted to kill him. The Negro answered he did, at the same time snapping a pistol at him. But it missed fire, and his master shot him through the head. We've remembered Stono as a failure because we've assumed the narrative. What if the rebels heard the messages loud and clear? Their blood was needed, and they offered it. Mushrooms. You will be the wind, the water, and the boats upon it. You will be ancestors, spirits, here to tell the story, and they will all come one day to listen, to hear the stories, to hear the stories, to hear the stories. That's my version of the story, what I heard when I listened. I imagine there are many more, as many as the mushrooms pushing up all across the South Carolina Low Country. What stories do you hear? You, at your computer or in your car? Take a moment now, if you can. Lie down in some open space. Be here. What do you hear?
Yeah. 
That concludes this episode of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. I'm producer-director, Danielle Betts. Support for Destination Freedom is provided by the Bonfi Stanford Foundation, the Olympians Fund of the Denver Foundation, Arts and Society, and Karen and Johnny Klein. Destination Freedom Black Radio Days is produced by Danielle Betts. The series is remixed by Maurice Smith, a.k.a. Reese. Make sure you check us out at NoCredits.com and pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Follow us at Twitter at Donnie Betts, hashtag No Credits Production LLC, hashtag Black Radio Days, hashtag Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.